0: She attuned resolve again and entered Narak. Here, the listeners had built the best home they could during the years of war. Rocky shelves had become barracks, carapace from great shells forming the walls and roofs. Mounds that had once been buildings now grew rock buds for food on their leeward sides. Much of the shattered plains had been once populated. The largest city had been here at the center, So now the ruins of her people made their home in the ruins of a dead city. They had named it Narak, Exile, for it was where they had come to be separated from their gods. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 2, Words of Radiance. a quick spoiler warning for interludes I1 and I2. Um, Man, oh man, these are really great interludes. Um, We go from pretty much having one episode cover all the interludes all the section of interludes in the first book in way of kings and now in words of radiance the interludes are so much more important that we actually need to split them up they're such big reads especially the first one with Esh man i'm some can't wait for jack's response um so yeah if you are all caught up then great if you are not please go back and read up and make sure that you're all caught up where you need to be and if you are all caught up enjoy the episode Welcome to the show. I'm your host Sean Q, and he just changed from mate form to podcaster form. It's Jack. What's up?
1: I wish I was in mate form. Do you really? Well, yeah. I mean, you can play in sounds... like a
0: fountain with another dude and another I'd like lady to play or something. In
1: a fountain, or just find an alcove somewhere. To... An alcove? And well, that's what it says in the text.
0: Just that, a random you know... alcove.
1: Yeah, I just need an alcove every once
0: or in a while. Or is that the uh, the mating alcove? That's like a specific <laughs> designated...
1: No, no, I just think it's randomly like throughout, you know, we would be walking around the streets and then there's an alcove. Yeah, okay. Oh, shit. Look at mate, that. Mate forms. Mate form. Just... A couple of mate forms.
0: You know, I'm going to say the work form and war forms <laughs> have their noses in the air. You know, they just wish they could get some like the mate forms. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're just jealous. I We got to go to war all kinda... day and you guys get to fuck? Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we get to go to war all day. You're you're in the alcove. Yeah, you're, you're doing the alcove
0: You're in the sex pit. Come on. <laughs> what it's a yeah. S- uh, for okay, so jokes aside here, what a fantastic mm-hmm. chapter this is. Our interlude, right?
1: I absolutely loved this chapter. So interludes, uh, one of one, I guess.
0: It's I one.
1: It's I one. Oh, sorry, it's I one, and it's four parts this time. Four interludes, and this is called. Uh, Narak. Right. And, I love it. And, uh, in this, yeah, I, I, first of all, I just, I just love the name. I think Narak is really, really cool.
2: hmm Um,
1: these rhythms. So you start off with Esh and I. First thing I got to say, I think I fell for the, for the, I don't know.
3: The trickery? You know, assume,
1: I, I, I assumed that Esh and I, this, um, individual, I assumed that it was a male. And I don't know if right. they had indicated what Eshenai was at the end of of uh, Way of Kings. I'm not sure if they worded They did
0: not. Uh, no, Brandon, uh, Mr. Sanderson did so not allude to gender at all in right. uh, the Shardbearer. It was only the Shardbearer. And we already know from book one that it was kind of hard to tell because they have all this carapace Between armor. Them. Yeah.
1: Right. So, and, and that's, so that's, so that's really cool. But for some, I, I, I guess I fell victim, you know, uh, w- once again, I just assumed that warrior, you know, uh, you know, broad shouldered standing over the, you know, the shattered plains. Yeah. I just, I just did this, this silly thing. And I, your, so your, your deep rooted male,
0: uh, yeah, yeah,
1: male, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. it's, it was so, so I had to stop there. The first sentence, Sean, when I read this, I'm like, um, so the, the rhythm of resolve thrummed softly in the back of Eshenai's mind as she reached the plateau at the center of the Shattered Plains. I stopped right there and I went,
4: wow, yeah. great. Yeah.
1: You know, cause it just surprised me right it's there. It's great. I mean, and, and, and not even a big surprise. I just felt, I felt kind of relieved and kind of a bit, uh, right. Like I, I just made an assumption. Right. Right. So yeah. I felt like I, I, I felt like I, I learned something.
0: And right? it's, like it, it feels good to be wrong in this case, right? Like, it, yeah, cause I Eshenai yeah. turns out to be an awesome character. She's awesome. Of We're going to see course. throughout this chapter though, how very closely tied her ideals and the way she acts is to Kaladin and Dalinar. I,
1: and Dalinar. Yeah. I know it, the, 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 the connections there are uncanny and I, uh, certainly, I, certainly planned.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean, absolutely. For, it,
1: Brandon, it's it's there on
0: purpose, right? Our, our, our enemy thinks closer to us than, you know, it's like this thing that uh, Cal said before that, you know, he came all this way to the Shattered Plains to find honor, honorable soldiers, mm-hmm. and he found it in his enemy. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of this is this, that in like a, a macro sense, right? Like, or right. maybe more of a, ma- a micro sense that Eshenai is the, an honorable warrior like Kaladin had always looked for, Right
1: well, the the comparisons are you know right off the bat.
0: we should dwell sorry, we should dwell on this little oh. f- opening paragraph just for a second here because there's it's' a, yeah. a, it's a bundle of information. We find the rhythm of war thrummed softly in the back of uh, Shnai's head. So we have a resolve. Sorry, I said rhythm of war because of the book. Hey, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but the rhythm of uh, Mm. resolve—it's—they're—he's telling us right now this is a way for them to communicate. We always knew how they communicate. Yeah, we always knew they communicated like that. But they're giving us a kind of a, um, uh, a blueprint of how it works, right? And
1: a little bit later in this in this chapter. We find out that Parshendi, that's what the Alethi and the humans call them. Right. They call themselves the listeners. Right.
0: So they're listening to each other. They're li- listening yeah. to each other. It's yeah.
1: just, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah.
0: It's so I great. Know. But like, yeah. So in just in this little Love part, it. we get this rhythm, right? We mm-hmm. get that mm-hmm. Eshenai, that, that Eshenai is the name of the Shardbearer. Right. Because we Cause weren't sure until now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a she. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Eshenai is a she. And that they live in the center of the Shattered Plains. Their home, this place called mm-hmm. Narak, is in the very mm-hmm. center of the Shattered Plains. It's like, mm-hmm. like four info dumps in one little tiny paragraph. <laughs> like he knows, he knows what to do, this guy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's an amazing way to start it. She, uh, she's got 1500 soldiers gathered. So even right there, I was like, wow, like the numbers are so great. Yeah. And she's commanding these numbers. So again, she shares that with Dalinar and now she's, she's sharing it, uh, with, uh, with Kaladin who mm-hmm. has those numbers under his, uh, under his command right now. Right. Right. Um, so they've harvested a, a, a gem heart, a character named Devi is carrying it because he's earned the right to.
0: Yeah. I like this um, part here where he, it's, uh, she says that fortunately yeah. this time they arrived before the humans and had harvested the gem heart with minimal fight. And like, that's the sentiment we used right. to get from the bridge crews saying, Oh, fortunately minimal we got fight. there first and we didn't have to fight. Right. Both sides are reacting to this are war the, the same, same way.
1: Right. Right. It, yeah. It's cr- so cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Almost she wished it had not been such an easy run. Right. Because she wants to meet the Blackthorn. Next sentence, where are you, Blackthorn? Yeah. She thought, looking westward, why have you not come to face me again?
0: It's so cool.
1: So she wants this confrontation. I mm-hmm. just, I, so right there again, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. This, oh is, God, awesome. this is so awesome. I was geeking <laughs> yeah, yeah. out as I was reading it, like, oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah, I just, I felt like, uh. 17 year old self.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. she, she says here, she thought she'd seen him on that run a week or so back. And that run we're talking about is the one where, uh, Dalinar showed up and talked to Aladar and gave Aladar some tactical pointers right. and that whole, mm-hmm. that whole mm-hmm. scene, that's the scene she's talking and about. They right. they had
1: that, they had that looking across at right. each other Dalinar's looking through again. the spyglass.
0: Yeah, exactly. Spyglass. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always like that when we see the result of something from the other side of it. And that's what this whole well, chapter is, is seeing the other side. That's right? what this,
1: th- that's what this series is about.
0: Really? It, it's it, true. It
1: shows you, it shows you, it shows you, uh, you know, uh, Dalinar's perspective and Adeline's and Kaladin, yeah. And then, and then it'll show you what Sadius was thinking.
3: Right. From right. his
1: side. Well, remember we said almost, all the time. You almost end up agreeing with, with your Sadius, enemy. Like, yeah, it's true.
0: Well, it's very true. You, you. And you in start this sense, off with, with in this assassin. sense, here we are agreeing with our enemy. We are agreeing with Eshnunna because she's making a lot of sense. This is like what we say all the time: "Who discovered the Parshendi?" It all right. depends on who you ask, right? On who you ask, yeah. Right. So, right, yeah, it's really cool. And
1: I was, I was just going to say that, like, you, 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 even start off the way of kings with with an assassin, right? And you assume, oh, this guy, this this guy's terrible. This is right. awful, you know. And then you find out you know, layers about him, you, you, you go on the other side yeah, and then you start to feel empathy, you know, even. And sorry
0: for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, so that's, so that's, it's the journey, right? Yeah. um, Okay. So, so Ashenai's leg is aching. So she's actually a little injured here. Yeah. She's, she's limping along, um, but she needed to speak with, with Dalinar. She felt an urgency to do so. Blowing upon the winds themselves.
0: And winds, ooh, I love Mm -hmm. it.
1: The winds, the winds are speaking not just to the humans, to the Alethkar uh, folks, the dark eyes, the light eyes, the wind is speaking all over.
0: I want to just point out here. Um, <laughs> she says she wanted to be there in case her strike force grew surrounded and needed a shard Stri- bear. <laughs> I, 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 think I hear the word strike force, and I automatically think that maybe Tito Santana and Rick Martell are there with her. Literally, the greatest tag team to ever live in the WWF, <laughs> and you cannot convince okay. me it's not called the WWF. Screw <laughs> animals. Um, but you, <laughs> I don't
1: know any of this world, dude.
2: So it's he, okay.
0: I'm. This that. is my own tangent. This is, I'm on I, the ropes. I I love Tito and Rick. They're my favorites. <laughs> I I grew up with that shit and uh Strike Force. Yeah, Strike Force. I'm in there.
1: You see for me Strike Force was like a little term when we were kids we would like, you know, play games on the playground at recess and, you know, Uh, whether it was, you know, star Wars or some kind of imaginary thing where, okay, strike force, go, go now (laughs) operation strike force, strike force team assembled.
0: Yeah. It was always the term used for whatever game you were playing
1: strike force.
0: Were you having like tea parties? You're like (laughs) strike force, that sugar in my tea. No, (laughs)
1: strike force. It just sounds funny to me. It is great. Um, okay. Um, so Many of these, uh, Parshendi, these listeners are humming softly the song, uh, and the rhythm of mourning. Yeah. Few of them sang to excitement or even to resolve. So that just shows you, see, again, even just right there, it's showing you what they're thinking. Right. Right. They're they're singing to mourning. So they're in a state of mourning. They're not excited. And they certainly don't think they've resolved anything after a battle.
0: You can almost imagine that it's like this, like scene out of a movie or something where she's walking through Mm -hmm. and she can hear what all the people around her are thinking because they're humming their feelings. Right. Right. So right. some so are most listening. mourning, but some are, are singing to excitement and some are even to resolve. And it's like all kind of intermingled in this weird song that's happening around her as she's walking by. It's mm. so cool. It
1: even says here in the text, depression claimed her people. Right. And then it says here, the listeners, as they called their race, Parshendi was a human term
0: Yeah you had mentioned that earlier That's Mm, such a revelation I know I love it We've been calling them Parshendi this whole time right And that's not even who they are Which is another layer of we don't know our own enemy Remember Dalinar said that We don't even know who we're fighting
1: Right I know Yeah. It's the way of
0: It's the way of of dorks It's the way of it (laughs) (laughs) It's the way of dorks It's the way (laughs) of high princes not kings
1: Narak, uh, the ruins of this next uh,
0: one might
1: call them the works of men and listeners alike um, did not last long before the might of the high storms. This is is where they are. I love that. The ruins of ruins.
0: I love this too. Yeah, it says the work um, of men and listeners alike. And right. Because, like, it seems like maybe this might have been an old human city and now th- that's the human work and then their work that they've did they've done to retrofit this all these old buildings into right. something livable you know right. what i mean has also been weathered by the storms and so it's just like uh, the this term ruins of ruins i really really mm-hmm. love that
1: yeah ruins of ruins that's a, actually that's a <clears throat> great title uh, an alternate title yeah. for this uh, for this chapter ruins mm-hmm. of ruins okay so a stone spire lies ahead uh, once being a tower And it is covered, it's coated with creme from the raging storms. So I kind of want to touch on this because in that that paragraph, the next one too, it says the spire had a strong core to survive the winds for so long. And then further along, it says the spires would stand, or this spire would stand for centuries, growing, not shrinking, as the winds both weathered and augmented. I think this is a metaphor for some of the characters in this series that are like the spire or like the stick in the mud that right. weathers the storm. And because of the storm, like, you, you, you would expect the spire to collapse or fall or the twig to break or snap, and, and maybe right. some do, but some actually get stronger right, as a result. Yeah. And so uh, for me that was just so poetic. I was just like, oh, that's so yeah.
0: great. It could be a metaphor that's... for the for Eshenai's people, right? This this group yeah. of people who should have died long for ago. herself. Like, right. It, yeah, certainly. who have survived. But, they found a way to survive all this. Yeah, it's really cool. And absolutely. this little paragraph too, there's there's a line that says, The storms were unpredictable. And for me that says mm-hmm. so much because like you know, she's saying the storms were unpredictable and the Alethi claim to be able to predict storms by with the use mm-hmm. of storm wardens. And we know that predicting anything in the future is of the void bringers, right? Right. And Yasna says that the Parshendi and potentially, or, or the, the Parshman were void bringers at one point. Right. And she's saying we can't predict the future. We can't predict we, storms. We can, so We can't
1: predict them, man. It's all, all this information
0: I, I, counter, you know, ca- counteracts each other and stuff. It's so funny. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, I mean, you know, they don't want to have anything to do with that component, right? Right. So, yeah. So Yasna's sort of, you know, getting into connecting the dots, I suppose that, that they were void bringers. Well, maybe, maybe not so much, at right. least on that, in, in that regard.
0: Yeah. It's like almost like the, the, it, it's just, it's really funny how they've woven these things in and then now they're like almost unraveling it. Like, listen, we can't predict mm-hmm. the future. We can't predict storms. Oh,
1: I just, I just love that Spire thing so much. Like you know, like be, be, be the spire, be the stick in the mud right. and you will get stronger. You will weather the storms of life and yeah. you'll be stronger. So. You keep
0: saying stick in the mud and I keep wanting to go, I am stick.
1: Oh yeah. I you you can be
0: fire. I am stick. I am stick. That's, that stick was very stubborn too. Didn't want oh, to become fire.
1: So stubborn. Did not want to become fire. Yeah. No. So, okay. Um, seven years ago. So this has been going on for seven years as we know. Um, she felt trapped on this plateau, kind of like how others feel like Mm -hmm. Dalinar in this endless war, not going anywhere. So she feels trapped just like they do, but the wilderness was calling to her and was singing, singing to her that she would, that she should, you know, strike out and, and, and leave all this. So I I, kind of like that too, that she has other, other yearnings, right?
0: Right. She's not just a, a warrior. She's multifaceted, like all of our characters, Right.
1: Right. So she does mention here that the the Alethi do not understand over what they march. They march over an uneven surface on the plateaus and saw only natural rock, never knowing that they traversed the bones of a city long dead.
0: Right. It's so awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's so awesome. Just a little bit earlier, she says... um, she had discovered similar ruins in her explanation, uh, explorations, such as the ones she'd been on when her people had first encountered humans. Right. Remember, we just talked about who discovered the Parshendi. Well, in this right. case, she's Depends saying they, uh, the listeners, discovered the humans. <laughs> so it's right. another layer of of mm-hmm. like, you know, who, whose story is right? Well, they're all right technically because everyone has their own view of it, right?
1: Well, yeah, but yeah. the but the but the struggle for truth is to work through that.
0: Right. right? I just, I find that really, really cool that like we get another version of this story now, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was seven years ago. She said, um, and that's when she starts talking about like loved exploring and being of nature and all that stuff. It's really cool. It it gives her such depth, right? Like that. She's, she's not just a warrior. She wants to like get out into the world and like be something else. Yeah.
1: She wants to see new places, uh, you know, anyway, so she's, yeah. so she's, she, 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 you know what, she shares that a little bit with, with Shalon.
0: Yeah. With the, Very much with so. the,
1: you know, she doesn't want to be where she is. She wants to get out and do other things. She has some, that, that wanderlust,
0: that, uh, yeah.
1: Wanderlust, that's it. She's like
0: a halfling. She's just a. <laughs>
1: having to be dragged out of their, out of their holes yeah. in, their, in their ground. <laughs> you were going to go on this adventure, whether you like well, it. Well, those are it. hobbits. The
0: hobbits are the ones that <laughs> want to stay. Half- Halflings are the ones that want oh, to have wanderlust. I'm sorry. I, or I maybe equated, I'm thinking more King, Kenders, right? Kenders are the ones who like, well, like to tra- like travel and, um, it's like three or four different versions of the little people in and fantasy, right?
1: Oh, the, oh, the little people.
0: hmm
1: Um, so she's singing to the rhythm of the lost and she's remembering the fallen. And it says here that that's important, but working to protect the living was more important. Oh, for sure. So then she attunes to resolve and enters Narak. I love this. They're the carapace great shells, they're forming the walls and the roofs. Yeah. The mounds. The mounds had once been buildings, but now they grew rock buds for food on their leeward sides. Again, I just, I love how it, the world building, you have to mention the leeward side where it's possible to grow. Right. Um it's reminding uh, us that
0: they have to deal with that too, right sure, yeah, yeah.
1: they had named they had named it Narok because it meant exile,
3: mm-hmm.
1: for it was where they had come get this, so this is huge this is big where they had come to be separated from their gods wow C- can you imagine a people that are traveling to Narok forming exile on purpose to avoid your own gods?
0: It's, it speaks, of, there's, this is a, <laughs> this is, is something big that we don't know about, is, right? Like it speaks of something really big. Mm-hmm. This the is humans a really big were point. relentless
1: in their pursuit of vengeance. Uh, and she didn't blame them because as we find out a little bit later, they did order the, the assassination of Gavilar.
0: Right. She fully like, understands. Um, she says later, a little later that it's like f- her and like four other people made the choice right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why she was even included in that choice yeah, there were five, was because, think, yeah. yeah, because she was really more familiar with the humans. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now
1: we go to one of my favorite <laughs> parts of this chapter. We go to the Hall of Art.
0: Yeah, this is really funny.
1: So they go to the Hall of Art, a long building with no roof, but allows plenty of light and in it, uh, thick bristled brushes are held by soldiers that are trying their best to depict an arrangement of rock buds, this is hilarious. They are trying to paint flowers in a vase, and they're not doing a <laughs> great job. Or a bowl job. of fruit. Or I, <laughs> so, in in the yeah, a bowl of fruit. In the at the, <laughs> the end of this page, like, so I'm reading the page, like you know, I'm I'm reading it. Gets to the end of this paperback uh, version, and it says, uh, "Esh and I did a round of uh, going around to look at the artists and their work." The and it says here, "Paper was was precious, and canvas was non-existent." So. So they painted on shells. Right. Okay. Then I turn the page and it says this, this is great. The paintings were awful. <laughs> I just love it when it works out like that. Like yeah. Brandon, Mr. Sanderson, like his sense of humor as a, author is delightful
0: yeah he's really funny i
1: love it i love how he weaves his humor into uh, in like his his ability to change that
0: type of humor from character to character like Mm -hmm. you know what Mm -hmm. how the reason why pattern is funny is different than why sill is funny you know what i mean or or whatever so it's really Mm -hmm. really fun it's really fun
1: I like uh, so, <laughs> the paintings were awful. So I'm just imagining you're going around, and you know they've got these soldiers. You know they're trying their best, and they're fr- and some of them are frustrated. They're like yeah. there, they're trying, yeah, and they're like ah. Oh.
0: This, yeah.
1: is, this is awful. So she's I, so, I she's hope that some by. of them are,
0: I hope that some of them are proud. And when she walks by, they're like, huh? What do you think? Huh? Huh? And, then, and,
1: and, and it looks terrible. And and it's horrible. And yeah. And then, and she just gives them a face like, <laughs> oh, it's good. It's great. She's like, <laughs> she eh, pulls the collar
0: it, on her shard plate. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, no, and she, but, but she has to compliment. She, she's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks, it looks
0: great. It looks better and than uh, last time you did it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So she's, she goes up to this, this, so one of her lieutenants named Varanis.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he's wearing the chitin armor. Chitin armor is growing out from his arms, shoulders, and chest. Again, I I love that whole idea Mm -hmm. too. She says to him, you are getting better. Speaking to the rhythm of praise. And he looks up at her and hums softly to skepticism. And she says, it actually looks like flowers, Varanis. I mean it. And he says... It looks like muddy water on a brown plateau, (laughs) maybe maybe with some brown leaves floating on it. Why do colors turn brown when they mix these three beautiful colors put together and they become the least beautiful color? It makes no sense, General. That's really funny. I got to push back here because like brown is one of my favorite colors. And in part why I love brown and I suppose black as well is that it contains all the colors.
0: Right. But I it's also it. not really good to ro- draw a bowl of fruit or a vase of when it's beautiful brown. flowers when it's all brown. <laughs> so I understand the, where what, this guy's well, struggle is coming from here.
1: Unless you're painting in sepia tones. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Right. Like an old old timey bowl of fruit, like old... <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you get those pictures of like the pictures taken in the Wild West. And it's all sepia and it's all yeah. like faded browns. I don't know.
1: I, I'm I'm a big I'm a big brown. I think before I mean I've longed for this. I've never had this in my whole life. I've always wanted a brown leather jacket. I don't know why. Cool. Maybe it's Indiana Jones. Maybe as a kid, and I just it's never a little bought Steve McQueen
0: one. there a little. <laughs>
1: I don't know if Steve McQueen had a brown leather jacket. I Everyone, feel like he I did. Mean, t- typically it it's black, right. like black leather jackets are the, are the thing. And I think yeah. I had a black leather jacket, but, um, but I've always wanted a brown one and mm. I ne- never, never, never going to pull that
5: off. Uh, I
0: that always wanted one. a really nice pair of, uh, brown pants. Brown. <laughs> I did. I like brown cords. And then Tracy I bought like, me, my wife bought me a pair of brown pants and they were some of my favorite pants I wore for quite a long time until. Go. See, brown. I got s- we got a, well, you know, you, you outgrow pants love. sometimes, you know, pandemic hits and you eat literally you eat all the ice cream you see <laughs> and then you just outgrow them. You're like, Oh,
1: you, well, I'm that's a big boy now, but that's what a spire would do. You, you grow. I you just, weather the I, that's what I did growing. over the
0: last year. I just packed on creme, just layers of creme all creme. over.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, It fits nicely. When someone's like, Hey, uh, you've put
0: on a little weight. I've put on creme. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I'm weathering the storms. people. <laughs> I'm weathering the storm. This is how I weather the COVID storm.
0: Listen, the everstorm comes, I'm ready.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Um, that's right. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so then we get into the next bit here. Yeah. So now we get into more of the forms. She wore war form.
4: Yeah.
3: And she
1: felt awkward in the position, it says a little about being called general. This is Kaladin again. Yes. I don't want to be called the leader. I don't want to be the leader. I don't want to be in charge. I don't want to be doing this. I just
0: want to protect my people.
5: Right. Right. I just want to, yeah. Yeah. So that is huge for me, but she preferred work form and work form
1: is doing the same thing every day. Uh, It kind of tends to numb the mind. Yeah. But, but, um it says here she wanted to be seeing new things, going new places. She joined her people in the long funeral vigil as one by one, they died. So we can talk about that a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just so sad that
0: this is like, their, um,
1: their, their numbers are dwindling and right. uh, they're here participating in this knowingly.
0: Right. It's, and it's, such, a, it's such a, it's such a weird metaphor for this war, you know? a long funeral village, like uh, yeah, a vigil. A vigil. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. It's just, it's so, such a sad way to say, you know, <laughs> the the Alethi are thinking of this as a game. Who can get to the plateaus first? Who can get the gem hearts? Right, right, and, you know, right. the, the the person, uh, the, the, uh, to the to the spoils mm-hmm. go the victor and all this stuff, right? And mm-hmm. the the listeners are coming out here slowly dying off. That's what their reality is. Right. She mentions it again a little later and kind of doubles down on that idea. So.
1: So she says here, um, that they will find a way out of it. Right. And then she's saying the art participating in this hall of art where all these, uh, (laughs) these flower vases are being painted by the soldiers, that this is all actually a part of an effort to help her sister in her studies to discover new forms. Right. And one of those new forms might help the listeners elevate themselves out of this war or onto something different, freeing her people, continuing a, right. a, a, maybe a new way of life, a, a new branch, a new future. Um, I love that. So mm-hmm. she, so she, she says here, um, I can't, uh, remember who she says it to. Uh, she says no spren when she's asking. Yeah. Not a one. Oh, he said, so this must be continuing to talk to Varanis. Yeah, she,
0: yeah, she's talking um, to Varanis. She's like, so no spren then, right? Like, no no spren? Right.
1: And he says to the Rhythm of Mourning, you know, sadly, not a one. She says, yeah. keep trying. We will not lose this battle for lack of effort.
0: Yeah, and but then General, she, she goes and explains the it to him, right?
1: Well, she says, "She says, but General, like, what's the point? Having, having artists won't save us from the swords of humans.
0: Yeah, that's what Varanis says. she
1: says, she says, artists won't help. But my sister is confident that she's close to discovering the new forms. Mm-hmm. If we can discover how to create artists, then it might teach uh, her more about the process of change, and that might help her with her research. Right, help her discover forms that are stronger, even, even more, even stronger than war form. Right, artists won't get uh, get us out of this, but some other form might.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really real neat. Have it. I like that. You know, try it everything. Is cool. This is like this whole like you know throw a <laughs> uh, throw a hundred lines, throw a hundred lines out into the uh, into the pond, and hopefully you'll yeah. catch a fish, right? You, you got to try see everything. What catches. Yeah, try everything.
1: Hmm. I like it. So um, this
0: this whole next part here, they talk about a bunch of the different forms. I actually have like a whole list here of like um kind of like point form how um what all these forms do. So let's just go through them here real quick. Um. There's a, um, <clears throat> um, so war, war form. form is a, uh, is a good form. She says it's versatile. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. impede thought and you were yourself in war form. So that, that begs right. the, the question that there might be certain forms, like maybe like mate form that actually change your personality right but in mate uh, in war form and then they say a little later in work form you actually get to keep who you are so Eshinai right. is the same Eshinai in work form as she is in war form except that she's just made for war she's right. got the carapace armor she's a little more bulky um whereas the uh, work form they're a little more nimble and stuff are a little more uh, um uh, it, it, like so
1: it it says here too about war form just on that one that it mm-hmm. that it did hamper your artistic skill yeah. So, which, which could be why all of those uh, soldiers, their, their, uh, their flowers were, or their rock buds were painted upside down. Or
3: right. Look, look, like, horrible. Uh, a, yeah.
1: A, a, here's a blob and a smear. Oh, do you like my blob?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, your blob turned out pretty good. <laughs> Better than last time. Um, so mm-hmm. then made form, uh, definitely impedes thought. Uh, she <laughs> says that it's impossible I'd to keep one's focus on, me, on anything productive. Um, right, we right. get a little bit more later about mate formal, we'll, we'll come back to it yeah, when there she, we'll uh, um, yeah. yeah, when she sees the three mate forms, um, work mm-hmm. form. Yes, you were yourself a, a, as well, uh, but mm-hmm. you had difficulty committing violence in work form, which is really interesting. I like
1: that. And what she sa- what she says here, you're covering that. So mm-hmm. So she says that she, that's why she loved work form the most is because it forced her to think differently to solve problems and not just with violence. Right,
0: right. Which is really, really cool.
1: Imagine that.
0: Yeah. Imagine that th- this is how people should actually, everyone should be in work form because right. you have to think differently. No violence, please. Um, but there's also yes. a really rare one called dull form. Uh, she refers to it as a relic mm. of the past. Um, they were used before they rediscovered anything useful. So it sounds like, sounds like they were mostly were a dull form. And then when they discover, started discovering these new forms, they they were like, oh shit, there's something better than dull form. All right, let, let's mm-hmm. let's not use dull form anymore. And right. then the one that they've re, uh, they recently discovered, uh, she says I think mm-hmm. a little later that uh, Venley disco- rediscovered is nimble form, and it's yeah. lithe and careful. I like this one. And it's used to nurture the young, which is funny because the mate forms are the ones who, um, you know, create the, the babies and then like kind of have them for the first year. Right. And right. then when they're not right. babies and anymore, the nimble forms, are the, who, nimble form, yeah, the nimble forms are the ones who, take, yeah, the nimble forms are the ones who kind of take over. Right. Which is really, really funny. But, uh, she says here that, um, um, nimble form is used a lot for work that's, that requires dexterity, um, more than brawn. And this just makes me think of D and D man all these forms <laughs> makes me think all of these B&D. forms yeah so like yeah. nimble form is like you know uh, a ranger or a ranger, like you acrobat. know an, an acrobat <laughs> uh dull form yeah. is probably like a paladin
1: <laughs> hey, you're picking on paladin? sorry dude I'm, that's so funny i'm a dull i'm a dull knight
0: i'm just that's just a, that's a random joke the mate form <laughs> is definitely a bard let's not be let's not mate form it's definitely a bard.
1: I, I prefer to, to call Made Form business form.
0: <laughs> business form? <laughs> let's get down to business. Down,
1: let's, let's, get, let's discuss. Let's get down to business. So the old song spoke of hundreds of forms yeah. that the listeners had. And now they'd only had five. Well, six if you counted slave form. Right. Which is the form with no spren, no soul, and no song. The ones they call parchment,
5: right?
3: A
1: lack of any form.
3: Wow.
5: Uh,
1: when I first read this, I was like, "Oh my god, that's so amazing!" Yeah, I love these too. forms. And then the parchment are just in a different form,
0: right? Yeah, the parshmen are like are Parshendi, but slave form. They are, yeah, in slave form. Yeah, so they're all the same people, you know, because they're like, oh, the distant cousins, the Parshendi or whatever, right? But they're not distant cousins.
1: Right. They're not, they're just, they're literally in a different form. And I think they've also hinted here in the text that there's a little bit of like a physiological difference. For sure. That occurs. Yeah. They the
0: literally forms. change, like, like literally yeah. evolve into a different being. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. losing your personality, sometimes not. Right. Like depending on the form right. you're taking. Yeah. It's so. <clears throat> uh, the the 11, point 11. that I want to really point out here is mm-hmm. the, the form with no spren. Mm -hmm. That means that all the other forms have spren. Have spren. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's another similarity here between Eshonai and her people and Kaladin, someone who has a spren, right? Mm -hmm. It's very, very interesting.
1: Eshonai, so she leaves the Hall of Art. She's passing through the watering square. And this is where we (laughs) we come across... Uh, three sorry three mate forms two yeah. female one male and they're carousing in the fountain barely clothed and she says <laughs> you there shouldn't you be doing something and they're described as plump and vapid and they say come in it's fun and she's and Esh and i just simply says out pointing yeah the three mutter they they mutter to the rhythm of irritate they're all irritated when they're getting out of the water several workers nearby are looking at them and shaking their heads singing to the praise of appreciation to Ashnai for for pointing these these people out and then Ashnai yeah. has her comments here this hilarious comments about mate form she, she she's <laughs> yeah. like i don't understand how anybody can want to stay in, in in mate form for any any length of time but she does admit here in the text she says she'd even been a mate once and she found a way that she could be productive as a mate despite distractions
0: i feel like this is an example of of her personality like Mm -hmm. that she is determined and you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. she says it earlier too that like you know she she can find ways to go against the instincts of some of these forms and be Mm -hmm. more herself and keep herself kind of in them which is really really cool
1: again it's that stick in the mud right like she's despite I've got to be the spire that way. Yeah. It's like, mm, I yeah, want to be a really spire. Cool.
0: Uh, see, this is cool. Like the, the, your, your, your theory here is being, um, proven as we go and read more of it. Like you're right. Like this, uh, um, the, this, she is the stone spire.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's what it's, I uh, do well, that's like, what I loved about. That's what I loved about the, Im- the imagery, even in the Lord of the Rings when, uh, in the second book for, uh, the two towers the two towers okay of course it's about the towers but the 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 two towers are Frodo and Sam right right so (sighs) it's that's that's it right I can't
0: carry it for you but I can carry you oh my god it's the greatest the greatest line ever Um, yep. I do like here. she says that her time as mate form was a complete disaster. I wonder what that means. Yeah, I know her next. Like, she could she not I find, know. like, could she's, she not, I, she just I didn't know how to do it or. Like, I know. I, I well, I, I don't know. Like, think about like, your most awkward, uh, you know, sexual escapade. The, uh, the most awkward <laughs> sex that you've ever had. And that <laughs> sounds don't... like what Esh and I was dealing with all the time. Right. Like random farts and like, just like maybe. No, like no, I don't know. No, I, I, who no. knows? We don't know.
1: No. Oh, we don't but no we don't
0: I'm just it saying it sounds like it was really funny <laughs> it sounds like it was a really funny time
1: I just think what, what I get from it was that she had they've been disasters because you know she's always found a way to be productive as a mate which means she's maybe not really you know present for too long she just you know maybe gets to the business side of things yeah. and then is like okay I'm I can I'm give good. you I'd...
0: I can give you an example of something that was very disastrous in my uh, time uh, having oh. sex um, this Goodness. is not going to be too graphic but Wait a um, hold on hold on we this can't. is this is a worthwhile you story sharing? this is uh, this okay. is a share When my wife, before my (laughs) wife and I were married, um, we were like, you know, making out and I had my eyes closed, you know, trying to feel the vibe and stuff. And I was like, you know, kissing her in different spots. And I went to, I don't know what I was doing, but I went to lick her, I think maybe on her neck and I didn't realize where I was and I'd licked her armpit and it had deodorant on it, like the white flaky stuff. And I had a mouthful of deodorant. It killed the vibe completely. It was so what? gross. She still Dude. she still thinks it's the funniest thing that's ever happened. I think this that's the reason why she made it. The- and this, this is true. This better
1: be this has to be the unedited version of this podcast.
0: No, this, this is this is going in. I'm this I'm This is going in. This is gonna go in. Yeah, I licked an armpit. I licked an armpit. I liked it. The <laughs> taste okay. of her fresh spring deodorant. Fresh <laughs> spring, oh my god.
1: Well, okay, I I don't imagine Esh and I uh doing something uh like that, but But they were complete disasters. Maybe maybe they they were disastrous. I mean, maybe Um, she is singing now to reprimand uh, to the mate forms, and their anger spread, appearing um, around her. So that's that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Dancing like like lightning. Um, that put the fear of gods into the mate forms, and they they ran off uh, to report to the hall of art. So they're going from mate form to art form,
3: right? art form
1: hopefully they wouldn't end up in an alcove along the way i thought that was hilarious so yeah it's just random. that means that that means that she's probably seen you know mate forms in an alcove along the way you know yeah. throughout her experience
2: it makes me think, think of those funny. like
0: like peep show windows and stuff <laughs> like these random like holes in the city that yeah. people just go in and do something rotten yeah. and stuff like it's like the New York like nineteen seventies New York, but it's like Narok.
1: <laughs> Narok. She had never oh, I like that. New York, Narok. New rock. New rock. She had never been able to fathom people who wanted to remain in mate form. So that kinda puzzles her, which right. I think is interesting. And she's like, Who would want to go out in public like that? And then she says, that, well the humans did it. Yeah. Not not only did humans not change forms. They were always ready to mate. Always distracted by sexual urges.
0: Yeah, we were. Yeah, woo. <laughs> <laughs> always she's distracted.
1: Like, always distracted. She and the others. I don't know. I share her. Um, I share her. Uh, uh, um, <clears throat> what would you call it? She's she's just sort of confused. Yeah. As to why people would want to remain in mate form. She's right. Just, she's kind of like. I get it too. I get deal? it. She and the others uh, had ordered the murder of the Alethi king in a desperate gambit to stop the listener gods from returning. This is
3: huge.
0: Yeah. There's a part here the though, before we get to that, um, before yeah, we get sure, to that fine. serious part, there's, um, mm-hmm. there's a part here. Let me see. I have it written up. It says she wished she could um, kind of walk among them. She says, um, mm-hmm.
2: what she wouldn't walk give them, to be yep. able
0: to go among them unnoticed to adopt their monochrome skin for a year and walk their mm-hmm. hi- uh, highways, see their grand cities. Um, I read that and but I it- honestly think that she's like, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? She's, you know, like <laughs> she's Ariel wanting to be wouldn't part of the think world. I'm the girl, a girl who had everything. I've got made forms and carapace aplenty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got wheels and <laughs> sprangles, but I just won't
1: use them. <laughs> I've got alcoves, <laughs> but I just won't use them. Yeah. I've got fountains, but Wandering you won't free, you
0: splashing. wish I could be part of that world. Like she's totally, we should maybe get you Jody Benson. Aer- as... You think she's aerialing out here? She's, she's totally I aerial. I don't think so. She wants I to be, she wants so. to go on the surface and be part of the humans.
1: Uh, I guess part of the, she's on the surface. She's in the shattered planes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I mean, okay. That's what she's, I thought. She's looking f- well, may uh, okay. So she's Ariel. All right. So where's her Snarflat? I don't know. Uh,
0: um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's my favorite thing, the Snarflat.
0: But yeah, you're <laughs> right. Um, this next part is the, is the, the serious part where they start talking about uh, Gavilar again.
1: Yeah. So, and, so they, and the desperate gambit to stop the listener gods from returning. This is really fascinating. The Alethi king had been able to put his plan, or had the Alethi king. So basically, Gavilar, according to them. According to them. Gavilar ha- had a plan. Right. Um, and, and if he'd been able to put it into action, it would have it would have destroyed their people. Right. And so they couldn't allow that, so they had to have him assassinated.
0: Right. Which, so,
1: you know, as far as assassination
0: reasons go, it's a pretty good one.
1: Well, I mean, you would think that maybe there could have been some discourse, you know, some diplomacy, not just assassination and then apology. Because if right. you remember how, how it went down, right. they were assassinated. And then it's like, just so it. you know, guys, we, we, we did it and we're sorry. Yeah.
0: But we had good reasons. They were going to we destroy our people. we had good reasons. People. Because of returning oh, oh, old ghosts. Oh,
1: you, you had good reasons. Oh, okay, then. Well, that, as long as it was for a good reason, guys. Um, you know, G- G- Gavilar is dead tonight. There was a, a white rope really good assassin that came in, but they had good reasons. So uh, carry on. Let's,
0: keep uh, keep those drums going. Delinar, <laughs> you can still lay on the floor, drunk. You're don't get up. No, don't. Yeah, don't, don't get, get up on don't, our behalf.
1: Yeah, they had good reasons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know But you're right though Because um, Dalinar says You know like We don't even know really why They killed Gavilar. Remember he says that in the first book So we don't know anything about them We don't know why they did this I would I well, would sue for diplomacy To at, find out Right
1: Yeah, This is hinting at At, uh, at why So it was right. a Really big decision For them mm, to do it Right
0: right Because it's like now it's huge. it's causing the destruction of their people this long right um, th- what did the she call it again this long funeral vigil mm-hmm. one by one dying right so yeah it's it's resulted in that
1: so the next notes I have here are about Venli. so this is her sister hmm um she is going to see her and um f- a, f- a few things here with Esh and i she The shard plate felt right to her. She she liked she liked the sensation of strength that it gave her. So it's not you know it's not entirely maybe that she doesn't want to be in war form, but but maybe it is that it's kind of like that 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 whole thing of like you know be be prepared for war, train yourself, and hopefully because of the training or because of the strength it you know gives you. You won't have to use it.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, it's funny because so. they they talk here a little bit about um, not knowing scholar form, not actually having a form that was kind of built to do research and be brainy, right? And mm-hmm. they're like they're using nimble form as a substitute for that. Um, mm-hmm. and I like that. I like how they're like, okay, well, we don't have a form that's suitable for this, right. so let's pick one that's so close form to, will- yeah, right.
1: Yeah. That's being very resourceful, right? Like yeah. using the forms that they do have to get things done. Right. That's so, again, it's so cool. I love it. Um, so Demid, Venli's once mate, uh, is sitting next to her. Uh, and Venley had held nimble form for three years. Right. Though in Eshenai's mind's eye, she still saw her sister as a worker. Right. With thicker arms and a t- and a stouter torso. So there you go. Again, those those physiological differences. That's amazing. Yeah. There's
0: that's a really so cool, cool. Um, really cool description here of Venley. Um, now she grew Ven- long yeah, Venley st-
1: was a slender woman, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: she grew long strands of hair. Um, she had no oh. her, her form had no carapace helm to cover it up.
1: Gotta gotta point out something here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So now Venley is a, a, a slender woman, thin face. Uh, her marbling's delicate swirls, patterns of red and white, long hair strands, and a deep red flowing down to her waist. Not that red always means bad; just that
0: no, mm-hmm. right? Deep yeah, you, red. yeah, the red. Co- you're right. The <coughs> color red has definitely meant something in this series so far. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is no reason to believe that yeah um, just- that Sanderson would change. Well, on he, the color he might. Red. C- this could be a. I mean, you know uh, I mean? This could literally be a red herring, right? This could be. Right. I've yeah, used absolutely. red several times it. now, and now I right. use so red again, you and you're going to think, yeah. So it's very possible. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So this was not mate form because they were so small. Venly, Venly, and her once mate were close. If they'd gone to battlefield, they'd have been a war pair. Right. Sean, I just love that. Right, war pairs because this, this
0: describes what we we know, kind of know already, but now yeah, we get a better I explanation for it. Right,
1: the war pair, like couples going to war. Like, can you imagine yeah. going to war with your wife, like side by side, fighting as a war pair?
0: You know what? I can like, kind of see it. My wife is fucking fierce.
1: It's crazy cool. It's such a neat, like, I don't know. I just, and I, I don't really know anybody
0: that's, I don't really know anybody in my life that's as fucking brave and kick ass as your wife. So I, mm-hmm. I could see okay. us going yeah. into battle with our fucking wives, dude, for sure. Yeah, Like there's some yeah. pretty strong chicks, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just think it, I mean, I mean like my, my, when, when I think about soldiers that go to war. Right. You know, it's usually they're going to war. They're not with their partners, you know. And yeah. They, and their wives and, are and home you, with
0: the children or whatever. And that's our like standard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the wife's home, the father's home. And, and then somebody comes back or doesn't. Right. Right. And, and that's it. But in, in these war pairs, I mean, you know, you could couples are, could be lost in the battlefield, Mm -hmm. one of them dies there, you know, and the other's also there, like. Right. Or or they both die, right? That's very different. Yeah, that's very.
0: I like the idea of, especially if there's no, if there's no ownership over the children in this society, Mm -hmm. you know, you have, you're a mate form, you have children, and then you give those children up to a nimble forms to take care of or whatever. Right. Then they're not really yours, they just belong to everybody. (coughs) But these war pairs, will go out and fight together without having any attachments at home. And they're out there fighting for each other, with each other, mm. you know, and they're leaving it all out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, I, I, I like it. I, I, I love the, uh, the idea of how it's structured.
1: Mm. It says here, instead they were a research pair.
0: Right. Which is really and, funny. It's like the nerdy version of war pair.
1: And the things they spent their days doing were very un-listener that was the point. Eshenai's mm-hmm. people could not afford to be what they had been in the past. Right. The days of lounging isolated on these plateaus, singing songs to one another, only occasionally fighting, were over. hmm So Venli asks to curiosity, I says, we won. Uh, the gem heart is ours, we will continue to eat. That is well, her, si- her sister says, and you're human? Dalinar Colon, he did not come to this battle. Right. V- Venli says he will not face you again. You nearly killed him last time," she said to the rhythm of amusement. Yeah, interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh,
1: Venli regarded uh, Eshinai with keen eyes, glassy and dark. I like I like these little these little descriptions. Yeah. these glassy dark eyes. Um. What would you do, Sister? Venley asks, if hold on, you went this school, and I, I want to well, expand on that here. Anything? Yeah, it's because okay,
0: uh, her, her eyes are glassy and dark. And Venleys mm. always seemed to have an extra depth of secret knowledge secret to them. Secret knowledge eyes. to them, yeah. Right. Yeah. And in the right mm. light, they had a violet cast. Mm-hmm. I really like this. It, uh, mm-hmm. it speaks of mystery. It speaks of, you know, it gives, it also gives Venly a little bit more depth here. Like it's always mm-hmm. like, and I always felt like Venly always knew a little bit more than what she was letting on, which is really, really cool.
1: Right. Yeah, it is cool. And it's also cool that it's her sister noticing those things about her too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, well, uh, So Venli asks, what would you do, sister, if you and this colon were actually able to stop trying to kill each other long enough to have a conversation? I'd sue for peace. We, we murdered his brother, Venli said. We slaughtered King Gavilar on a night when he'd invited us into his home. That's mm-hmm. not something the Alethi will forget or forgive. And it says here it was a desperate plan made between herself, meaning Eshenai. And five others, so there were six. Right. She had been part of it uh, despite her youth because of her knowledge of the humans. And all had voted the same. Kill the man. Kill him and risk destruction. For if he had lived to do what he told them that night, all would have been lost. The others who had made that decision with her were dead now.
0: So it sounds like the night of the peace treaty... Gavilar went to the listeners and told them his plan. Right. And that freaked them out. And they're like, we need to kill this guy because he can't do what he's saying to us. He wants to do.
1: Hmm. Was it the night? Um, Because
0: it says right there, it says, for if he had lived to do what he told them that night.
1: So how do you make it, how do you, how are you
5: informed of a decision that night and then have it all organized to bring in Zeth? I don't know. That's another question. A question that you know the answer to?
0: I, am. Um, you know what? It's true This the reading of this could be two ways, right? It could be mm. the, what he told them that night mm-hmm. or what, for if he had lived to do what he had told them that night, as in like what he had planned to do that night. I feel like the reading of it is that he told them that night that he was going to do something.
1: Okay, so, so I don't know. The, so the way the way that I'm taking it is that maybe they had a previous meeting, maybe, and that Gavilar had explained to them what he was planning to do. Right, and then they had this this meeting where they where they came into their camp and uh, and they had already planned by that time to to uh, to
0: bring I, Zeth. In. The only thing I can tell you right now is that we will be receiving more I points of view. So we'll know, we'll okay, know cool. more.
5: Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah, this is so cool. Um,
1: so kill him. The others, uh, okay. Uh, the others then, who had made that decision with her were, were dead. Now I've discovered the secret of storm form. Venley says, yeah. what? Eshenai says you were, you were to be working on a form to help a form for diplomats or for scholars. Those will not save us, Venley says, to amusement. If we wish to deal with the humans, we will need the ancient powers. Venley,
5: Eshenai says, our gods. Venley didn't flinch. The humans have surge binders. Perhaps not. It could have been an honor blade. Well, you fought him. Was it an honor blade that struck you, wounding your leg? Sent you limping? She's got a pretty good point
1: there, right?
0: What do you What do you think this all means here? This is really like a thick, uh, juicy part. This here. is yeah. This, this is, is well, a thick steak.
1: Well, so an honor blade. So what? Did, so
0: so Venly says. Venly says I've discovered storm form. And right. Eshenai's reaction is, but Venly, our gods.
5: Right, our gods. And then yeah.
0: Venly's like, yeah, but they have surge binders. Right, and then the humans. The humans and then, have v- surge binders. Right. Yeah. That's what Venley says. And then Eshinai says, perhaps not. It could have been an honor blade. Right. And then she says, well, do you remember him fighting with an honor blade?
1: Well, I, I, th- I think what she's saying is that, well, okay, what, what I took from it was, uh, well, how honorable was it when it, when it, when it wounded and, and left you wounded? In no, there's a,
0: there's a specific writing here. Honor blade is in capital right? Yes. So yeah. could it have been an honor blade? You mm-hmm. fought him. Wasn't an honor blade that struck you and wounded your leg, sent you limping.
1: And she says, I, and she's trailing off. Yeah. Cause she doesn't Venley have an answer says, for that. We don't know which of the songs are true. Then says, and then she's got exhaustion sprain coming up.
3: Okay. So before we so move it, away it could, from this it here, it could
1: be that
5: honor blade, it could be that honor blade is another term for a shard blade.
0: Could be. Could be. Um, do you form. Do you remember, do you know who they're talking about right here? Who are they talking about? That fought her and wounded her leg?
5: This is Kaladin.
0: Right. And Kaladin is either, in their minds, a mm-hmm. human who has surge binding, or right. was wielding an honor blade. Right. But and what's, earlier unclear in the is, chapter, what's
1: unclear is how they, how they discern what an honor blade is. Well,
0: I'm going to quote to you that she has mentioned her shard blade in this interlude.
1: Right. And she, she calls it
0: a shard blade, not an honor she blade. She calls
1: it, oh, okay. So there you go. So it's not a, not another term for it. So it's like something
5: distinct then. Something that, different. That, that could appear in the same way. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: But, so, but, but she's saying, was it an honor blade? And it appears that I knows what an honor blade is. Right.
0: They both seem to know what it is.
1: They both seem to know what it is. And I mean, if they both know, then there shouldn't be confusion, uh, confusion regarding this. There
0: shouldn't be. However, <clears throat> there, this is the part that I, we can we have to stop talking about it because I can't say anymore. Right? You can't say anymore. Okay. Yeah, but I did want us to dwell on this just a little bit, because there is a distinction here between an honor blade and a shard blade, because Eshenai oh, okay. has said her shard blade and has used the term honor blade, and she is not using them together. Does, it, does that make sense?
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And, that, and it's more clear to me that they are two different things. Right. But what is interesting is that these sisters don't seem to be able to... Uh, understand whether or not it was an honor blade or not that was right that was wielded by. They definitely
0: by know something was up with the guy who hurt her leg, which is Kaladin. And we know for sure that there was some, there is something up with Kaladin. So they right. have they have taken notice as well.
1: Hmm. Exhaustion spread. They came with a sound like wind blowing in through the windows and doors, like jets of translucent vapor becoming stronger, more visible, and spinning around her head like swirls of steam. My poor sister, she works herself as hard as the soldiers do. Venli says, if the surge binders have returned, we must strive for something meaningful, something that can ensure our freedom, the forms of power, Eshinai. She glances at Eshinai's hand, still on her arm. At least sit and listen, and stop
5: looming like a mountain. Yeah love that um so esh and i um did not sit though her shard plates weight would break the chair i yeah. love that yeah um Venley had invented the script
1: herself they'd learned that concept that concept from the humans memorizing songs was good but not perfect even when you had the rhythm to guide you so i like that they're that they've learned a few little things from their enemies. I, I really
0: like this because their tradition is an oral tradition, right? Of speaking mm-hmm. songs done to each other. And that's how they know their history. But when you're trying to do research, you can't have like 10 people in pages. front of you all saying different songs. You right. just have all the songs written out and then you can compare them and then take pieces mm-hmm. of them. And that's how they're trying to find the forms, right? Right. Cause they're all in there in their songs.
1: So I says, so storm form. And Vanley says, Enough people of that form could control a high storm or even command one. Eshenai says, I remember the song that speaks of this form. I, It was a thing of the gods. Mm-hmm. Venley says, well, most of the forms are related to them in some way. Can we really trust the accuracy of words first sung so long ago? Yeah. When those songs were memorized, our people were mostly dull form. So, again, this really speaks, again, to the whole, you know, the histories that are recorded, who records them, how accurately they're passed down from one generation to the next. Mm -hmm. So, it really speaks to, you know, how do we go back and find the truth? Yeah. How do we we sift through all of this? And in their case, they're having to sift through melody.
0: It's funny because they're having the same problem that Yazan's having. Right. Absolutely. She says here, most of the forms are related in some way. Can we really trust the accuracy of the words sung, first sung so long ago? They're like, right. th- there's a degradation of history here through mouth to mouth singing. And Yasmin yeah, like, we right? can't trust any of the, wor- uh, the, the words that have been written because the Voran religion back when the hierarchy days have completely tainted everything that we have. So right. there's no way of really knowing our true history. So yet again, right. both sides are experiencing the same kind of thing, which is really cool. Right.
1: It is really cool. Well, Demid, uh, so this
5: one, the partner, um, Demid shuffles some pages. And he says, Venli is right, Eshenai. This is a risk we must take. Eshenai says, we could negotiate with the Alethi. And Venli
1: says, to what end? And she says this to skepticism. She says, Eshenai, you keep saying that you want to negotiate. I think it is because you are fascinated by humans. You think they'll let you go freely among them, a person they see as having the form of a rebellious slave? Mm -hmm. Demid says, centuries ago, we escaped both our gods and the humans. Our ancestors left behind civilization, power, and
5: might in order to secure freedom. I would not give that up, Eshenai. Stormform, With it, we can destroy the Alethi army. Venli says,
1: with them gone, you can return to exploration. No responsibility. You could travel, make your maps, discover places no person has ever seen. Eshenai says What I want for myself is meaningless. This is so Kaladin. Yeah. She says to reprim- she sings to reprimand. So long as we are in d- danger of destruction. Songs without music written out as they were their souls stripped away. So she's scanning the, she's scanning the specs on the page. Mm -hmm. I love that. Songs without music. Isn't that neat?
3: Yeah, it's really neat.
1: Um, could the listener's salvation really be something so terrible? Venley and her team had spent five years recording all of the songs, learning the nuances from the elderly, capturing them in these pages through collaboration, research, and deep thought they had discovered nimble form. Venley says, it is the only way. And she says this to peace. We will bring this to the five, Eshenai.
5: I would have you on our side. And Eshenai says, I will consider.
0: So there's a lot going on here at the end. Um, yeah. Eshenai is like, listen, we can't trust that. Storm mm-hmm. form was mentioned in our songs and it's of the gods, of the old gods. And right. we separate ourselves from them on for a right. reason. Right.
1: And that's why that's why I is hesitant.
0: Right. And then Venli accept- is like, listen, we need something to fight the humans. They now have surge binders. Right. Right. You're using Kaladin as an example of why they have to up their game. We need to do this because now they have surge binders and we need to up our game. And Venli is very tricksy here because she says, listen, if we take up storm form. We can destroy the Alethi army and then you can go back to can, making your maps and living right, the life that you yeah. always love. Yeah. Yeah. It's very tricksy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it is a
1: bit. Well, well, she's, she's playing, she's playing to Eshenai.
0: Right. She knows That's her right. sister and is like, you know, she knows her sister. you can go back yeah. to, uh, um, smelling rock buds and being like Shalon, you know, um, and drawing your maps and all that stuff. Drawing but your maps. But before and- we have to do this hard thing to get the, to, to get the good thing.
1: Right, if 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 we if we take on storm form, Esh and I, you can ignore all the alcoves you want.
0: You can just, or you can live in one if you want. That's. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, end of chapter. What's great, your um, a great chapter? What's well, your highlight I just here? Loaded
1: down there. In the bin Well, my highlight. I mean, it. I don't know. Like, it's just finding out about the listeners. Like that. They that they that they listen. The forms. I mean, the forms are fantastic. I mean, there are so many things I love about this chapter. It's really hard for me to pick out what I love the most. I just love the building. I love Narak. I love the ruins of ruins. I love the way that they're uh, living with the land. I love um, the, I love this. I love the th- that, they're, that they're sifting through songs. I love that. Yeah. And songs without, what's it now? At the, at the end there? Specs on the page. Scribbles. These songs without music. Yeah, written out as they were. Yeah, it's really cool. I really cool. like that songs without music. I really like that.
0: But it's like a it's like melody, right? Because there they're no there's no music, but they're creating the music as they mm, right or whatever they're singing it right. Part of your world, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the
1: part of your life. That's that's the best. <laughs> That might be my highlight is you, as you bringing out the aerial for this thing. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Um, my highlight is, um, this realization that Eshinai is not very different from, uh, Dalinar and Kaladin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having these specifically Kaladin, because of this whole, I don't want to be a general. I it's, it's awkward when I'm in charge mm-hmm. and, um, all I want to do is protect my people. What, um, what I want for myself is meaningless. Like all this stuff, even Dalinar thinks like that, right? What I want for myself is meaningless. I'm doing this for my people kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I love how very closely connected they are.
1: Mm-hmm. We're on the second interlude here. This is, um, Yum. so my, my first comment here is why not?
5: That's what I want to say first. Why not what? Well, YM. And I would say, well, why why not M? You know, why not?
0: What? Why not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so the title of the chapter is YM, and I guess I would say, well, why not? Why oh. not M? Why M?
0: Well, because he's YM. a nice guy.
1: No, it's it's it's, it's 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 Yim or, or Im or yim, something like that. Uh, Im, yim. Yeah,
0: I think it's Yim maybe.
1: Yim, Yim. So Yim carefully is trimming the wood. He's carving the wood. He's, uh, got his bench spectacles on. And these spectacles are, are rare. Um, he's mm-hmm. an Asian, an asish man. Is that right?
5: Yep. That's
0: right. You no,
1: know, the Asia, um, the Asia man who would well, these devices. Not Yim. Yeah, y- yeah. Yeah. Yim isn't, but the person who created the spectacles was Asian. Yeah. And, um, Long deceased and yeah, considered and he says, one of the honored dead.
0: Yeah, he he's he's submitted a proposal to have this person be considered one of the honored dead.
1: One of the honored dead, yeah.
0: Which is like, kind of like the Hall of Fame of cool guys or something. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know, he's dead, but we <laughs> want to honor you.
1: The, honor, the honored dead is one of their, it's, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, he's, um, uh, this is like one of the, like a lifetime achievement award or like a posthumous <laughs>
1: So Yim, Yim uh, he lowers his piece of wood, he's carving it, doing it carefully. Yeah. And so, some of his colleagues, it says here, bought their lasts. So these are the um, the cobbler um, bits that go, I love this. So he's, so we get to know that he's a cobbler. Right. And I love that, that, uh, that little, just that little detail, the, the, the wooden forms uh, that go in the shoes to, uh, to form them as you're working on them as a cobbler. Yeah. Um, Most of his uh, colleagues, um, bought them from carpenters, but Yim had been taught how to make them himself. And this is considered one of the old ways. So he's, you know, he's doing things the old way. He's carving out his last set of wood for his shoes. Yeah. There's a
0: line here. Um, He says, if something had been done one way for such a long time, he figured there was probably mm -hmm. a good reason. Um, I feel like this, there, this is a, um, this is a point. I feel like he's commenting on the very last interlude that we just read. Listen, mm-hmm. and I, if there's something that had been done for such a long time, there was a good it's reason.
1: Probably, it was a good reason for right. it. right?
0: And now they're trying right. to shake things up with Stormform and like kind of going against their songs and stuff. And I feel like this is mm-hmm. a subtle little, hey, girls. Well, Stormform. Listen. Well, it's, well,
1: I mean, it's not, it's not that, I mean, Stormform is one of the forms though. Right. So she's discovered it.
0: I just like how it's just a kind of a little commentary on, on what's going on in the book right now. I I like kind of like it.
1: The cobbler's shop. I like this. Um, I like the the way this is described. I love it. So Brandon, Mr. Sanders, the toes of dozens of shoes peeking out like noses of eels in their holes. Yeah. I just love that. I love that description. Yeah. It's it's really cool. Great. It's cute. So it's cute. The spren had been coming more often lately, it says, as specks of light, mm-hmm. like those from a piece of crystal, suspended in a sunbeam. Yeah. And they moved across the surface surface of
5: the workbench, slinking closer. Yim returned to his sculpting, and he says, it will be for making a shoe.
1: The evening shot was quiet, save for the scraping of his knife on wood. And then a voice says, shoe? Like that of a young woman, soft with a kind of chiming musicality to it. And he says, yes, my friend, a shoe for young children. I find myself in need of these more and more
5: these days. Shoe, this friend says, for for ch- children, little, little people. What, what is does this I reminding this? you of? Well, uh, cobbler. I have to think Pinocchio.
0: Okay. Cobbler think of uh, elves shoes. that help make oh, sorry, shoes.
1: No, so, sorry, I mean, Pinocchio, he, he was a um, carpenter. He was a toy maker. He was yeah. a carpenter or toy maker. Um, but uh,
0: the, um, the cobbler with the elves who would sneak in and make shoes for him at night. But also right. this spren is acting like pattern. Sh- sh- shoes. Yes. Trying to speak for the first time. Ch- children. Right.
1: Yeah. Ch- yeah. Coming into being sort of thing. Right. Like and we know connected. that
0: there are not many regular spren. That can right. speak, right? The right. ones so far that have spoken to us are these special ones.
1: He says, you, you are an interesting experience, my friend, Yim says. One in which I am honored to participate.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: I, the spren says, the, spren, uh, the spren's form shook suddenly, growing, growing a little more intense. And then it says, he comes. Right. Yim stands up looking, uh, suddenly anxious. He
1: looks, uh, he looks out. Was, did he, I think he looks outside. Yeah. He looks outside to, to the street. It was a child peering in through the open door. Mm-hmm. Yim smiles, opens his drawer of spheres and letting more light into the room. The child shied back just as the spren had. So I think that's a little intentional too, um, To compare the, the spren to children because they, they sort of behave very innocently. Very much so. Um, like that. So Mm -hmm. the spren had vanished somewhere. It it did that when others drew near and Yim says to the child, no need to fear. Come in, let me get a good look at you. And it was a dirty young urchin. Little kid comes in, peers in, he's got no shirt on. Yeah. Which, which was common in a place called Erie. Yes.
0: We're back to Erie. Remember where we were in Erie last time when Zeth killed the king? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the child says... That was the sorry, one... Sorry, um, we we've we've witnessed Zeth killing the king a couple of times in a couple of different places. This is the one where Cal rode the storm, flew over all of flew Roshar, over, flew yes. into the palace of Erie, and saw yeah. Zeth standing mm. over the body of the king, right? I love so that. So we didn't see him see kill that. the king, but this is that, that moment. Yeah. This is the same place. This is Erie. This is where they have, like, yep. golden hair and, like... Uh, like tan skin and, and they're just Mm -hmm. gorgeous.
3: They're
1: gorge. They're gorge. The poor, so this, this child's feet were dirty and scraped and Yim looks at it and says, now that won't do. Mm -hmm. Come young one, settle down. Let me, let's get something on those feet. The boy says, they
5: say that you don't charge urchin. Or sorry, that, that you don't charge nothing. Yim says, well, they are quite wrong, but I think you will Uh, Sorry, I think you will find my cost bearable. I don't have any
1: spheres. Don't have no spheres. No spheres are needed. Your payment will be
5: your story, your experiences. I would hear them. They said you was strange, the boy says. They were right, Yim says. He was Iriali. And you're right, his skin... uh, What does
1: it say here? Uh, Though the grime darkened his skin and hair... Both of which were golden,
0: mm-hmm, right the skin less so you needed the light to see it uh, see it right, but the hair certainly it was the mark of their people. their people mm-hmm. had golden hair, just fucking mm-hmm. awesome,
1: so he gets out a washcloth, wetted it, and and cleans away the grime on the uh on the foot so i I like this too, because I find that in in storytelling, in fiction in history. The washing of one's feet is a, um, um, it just, it shows that you, that you care. Right. So I suppose in this, in this it, uh, it, story. Let's get back
0: to, uh, to, um, the Bible, right? Yes. And like Jesus wa- washing the feet of prostitutes right. and, and all this stuff. It's like, it's humbling for the person who's washing the feet. Right. And meaning that like, right. I revere you even though. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm willing to do this right. for you. Yeah, because, that's, that's awesome. uh, because I, I care i care can you, for you. Can, you it, favor, matter, my, can you do me a favor though
0: can you do me a favor and tell my wife that every once in a while she needs to just rub my feet i could tell her that, that'd be really nice i'd um, be like hey you need to revere <laughs> your husband by just rubbing his foot a little bit because that would be really I fucking it? great can
1: i get a foot i could i could i'd like a, i wouldn't mind a foot rub yeah that'd be really actually, nice actually it might be a little, little tickly. I don't
0: know. You know, uh, you know, Tracy. It's very humbling for you just to rub your f- husband's feet. Just so to rub. please, be. Of... She might
1: say the same to you. By the way, uh,
0: dude, I rub her feet all the fucking es- time.
1: Especially after that. Especially after that armpit business.
0: I, I'm three things. I'm, I'm a bunch of things. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a, a worker. I'm a podcaster, and I'm a fucking foot rubber. That's like number five. I rub those fucking feet. So. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: Uh, okay. Um, so, so Yim says, so your story. Mm -hmm. And the boy says, you're old, older than anyone I know. Grandpa old. You must know everything already. Why do you want to hear from me? Yeah. And Yim says, it's one of my quirks. Now, come on, let's, let's hear it. Turns out the boy was the son of a whore Mm -hmm. and had been kicked out as soon as he could fend for himself. That had been three years ago, the boy thought. He was probably eight years old now. Yim, when he's uh, listening to him and, uh, and fixing him up here, uh, he, he finds a nasty cut on the bottom of his of one of his feet.
0: Dude, he's filing the, the kid's th- nails. He's giving him a pedicure. Not just a, like yeah. a, he's not just washing the feet. He's massaging right. them and giving them. Like, that's what I want. I would... yeah, he
1: clips he clips the nails. He go... actually, you know what? I, I, I should put that on the list too. So maybe the so I need a brown leather jacket
0: and a pedicure
1: and and a pedicure. I've never had a pedicure. Me neither. That's, we should you know what we should about? do
0: is we should get together and do a pedicure. Like not not for each other. Like I'm not going to rub your feet or whatever. But like we should <laughs> go we're get
1: go together. Yeah,
0: like you know how dudes Let's... go to like the barber shop got... together or whatever. Okay, we're going to yeah. get petties Like that's what we'll do.
1: Yeah, that's what we'll do.
0: Yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm into okay,
1: it. Okay. I, I... Can we get petty t-shirts?
0: <laughs> we got, we got petties and all we had is t-shirts. <laughs> we got t-shirt?
1: together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> petty bros.
1: We should try to do, uh, can we podcast while we're getting the petty?
0: Oh that God. Be, That'd be logistically a nightmare.
1: <laughs> it'd be amazing. Um, okay. Rot spren are, are actually appearing on this cut on the bottom of this, uh. Right. This, this, this child's foot. Um, tiny motes of red. Um, the child says needed to get some shoes. Can't keep on without them." The skin, uh, sorry, the, the skin is ripped and jagged. And, uh, Yim is, uh, of course, wanting to fix the little, the little fella up, which mm-hmm. is great. The infection, Yim notices had spread up the leg. Now, does this indicate that he could be a surgeon or is knowledgeable about medicine? I,
0: I think he's, know, he's probably but... dealt with so many urchin feet. Right. Because he's a cobbler. Because we, we get the feeling here that he this isn't the first, because the kid said, I heard right. that you do this. So he's probably seen this kind of thing before on these kids.
1: He says, my friend, I believe I'm going to need your help. And the urchin says, what? Oh, nothing. Reaching into the drawer of his table. Right. He gets out five diamond ships. Um. So far, Yim had been robbed of them only twice.
3: No, he,
0: um, like li- the light spilling like out from the drawer here. is five diamond chips, but he reaches right. in and grabs the brome.
1: Right. He grabs the brome to get, to get more light. But, but, uh, I want to note here. So far, Yim had only been, ro- uh, he'd been robbed only twice. It means that at least what I'm inferring from this is that he's been robbed before and that's okay. Right. Like it's like the cost of will-
0: doing what he's doing or whatever.
1: Right. he He's, he's helping, he's helping people. He's, yeah. He's in this. And even though there's, there's, you know, uh, I guess, um, great want, I suppose, around him, even to the point where someone might need to steal and take from him. Yeah. He's, he's okay with that. And he says only twice.
0: Right. It's like an acceptable loss to him. He's done so much right. good that it's, it's okay.
1: Right. It's okay. I just, I think that speaks to his character. Yeah, me too. Um, So he digs in the drawer, finds a hidden compartment, and pulls out a brome, and reaches for some antiseptic
5: with the other hand. So this is cool. Mm -hmm. I like this. Um, Yim brought his hands back, sphere tucked
1: inside of one. Poor child, he says, it it must hurt something fierce. The boy probably ought to have been laid out in bed, feverish, but every urchin or urchin knew to chew ridge bark to stay awake. Longer than they should. Yeah. Light are sparkling nearby and Yim applies the medication to the foot. Right. The glow in Yim's other hand vanished.
0: Mm-hmm. The rot spren the rot- fled the wound. Right. And when, when Yin removed the hand, the cut had scabbed over and the color returning to normal and the signs of the infection gone. Right. So he's, what do you think he's doing here?
1: Well, he's absorbed the sunlight. He's healing.
0: Right, he's he's l- absorbed stormlight and he's healed the wound. He's Correct. making it seem like the medicine he put on is the thing that did it. Is the right? Thing, he's right. like doing it like he's he's rolled a pretty good sleigh of hand check ex- against this urchin. Yeah. Right, but yeah. the urchin's not paying attention. He's you know. Yeah. So he's literally held the stormlight in one hand, used the other hand to massage the foot, and then like is like, oh look, it's it's all better now.
1: Hey, the boy says that that feels a lot better. Oh, I'm glad, Yim says. Let's see if I have something that fits you. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, you're really gonna, you're really gonna give me a pair of shoes for nothing? Yeah. Well, nothing, nothing but your story, Yim says. Why? Well, because you and I are one. One what? One being.
0: This is really, really Wong- interesting here. This whole religious I idea. I love this. I don't this even know if it's religious or if it's philosophical or, this it's, is it's really everything.
1: cool. It's It's all, this this is all the the stuff passed down from long ago. Yeah. Long ago, there there was only one. One knew everything,
5: but had experienced nothing. And so one became many, us, people. The one, who is both male and female, did so to experience all things. The boy says, one, you
1: mean God? If you wish to say it that way, Yim says, but it is not completely true. I accept no God, you should accept no God. We are Iriali and part of the long trail, which means this is the fourth land. (laughs) You sound like a priest. Accept no priests either, Yim says. Those are from other lands. Come to preach to us, Iriali need no preaching, only experience. As each experience is different, it brings completeness. Eventually, all will be gathered back in when the seventh land is, a- is attained,
5: and we will once again become one. Mm-hmm. You and So you and me are the same? Yes. Two
1: minds of a single being experiencing different lives. And the kids respond, there's the humor, here we go. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's just great. It yeah. is simply a matter of perspective no, please w- walk on those for a moment. He's telling the kid. So I just love it. The, the, he blazes on this big philosophical right. religious The kid makes a lot
0: of sense though, right? Because the kid mm. then says, why do That's you get stupid. to be the finger with the expensive ring while right. I got to be the pinky with the broken fingernail? What a really cool metaphor.
1: I know. I know. It's amazing. It's so cool. Um, yeah, so from the so from very close up the fingers on a hand might seem individual and alone, this is what Yim is saying. Yeah. Indeed the thumb might might think it is very common or very has very little in common with the pinky, but with proper perspective it's realized that the fingers are part of something much larger. That indeed they are one and you're right, the next line Yeah. Why why do you get to be the finger with the expensive ring? While well, I gotta be the pinky with the broken fingernail.
0: Right. When in reality, he's not. Yim is not the one with the expensive ring on. No, right. No, he's also a broken pinky.
1: He's used to being robbed. Right. He's he's the good Samaritan.
0: Right. And he also kind of uh, alludes in this interlude that he also was an urchin, running the streets, and now that's why he does this for the urchins because he he came from those same beginnings. So he was the pinky with the broken fingernail, and now he's the you know now he's the index finger. you know? He's giving back, right? He's, he's trying back, to, yeah. Right?
1: I know it sounds unfair. He says to the Urkin, "But there can be no unfairness, as we are all the same in the end." Besides, I didn't always have this shop. You didn't? No. I think you'd be surprised at where I came from.
5: Please sit back down. Mm-hmm. That medicine really works well, real well. Um. He uh, he gets to he gets a cushion. I think yeah. He wants. He'd want a cushion on the
1: bottom for the wounded foot, and he said the boy says the things the things you're talking about they sound dumb to me. I mean, if we're all the same person, shouldn't everyone know this already as one we- kn- we knew truth, but as many we need ignorance. We yeah. exist in variety to experience all kinds of thought, and that means some of us must know and others must not, just like some must be rich and others must be poor.
5: More people did know this once. It's not talked about as much as it should be. Here, let's see if this fit if these fit right. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. What 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 are your thoughts on that? That you know
1: I kinda
4: lo- that, as, you know, that I kinda- as
1: one as one we knew the truth, but as many we have ignorance, but we so we exist in a variety of experiences now which, which contribute to all kinds of thought. Right. And it's sort of, I I, I guess it's almost like a fatalist perspective that, you know, some are, some are rich, some are poor, and that's the way of it. You
0: know what it it reminds me of? This way of Mm -hmm. thinking makes Mm -hmm. all of us, or at least the e all of them, Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. You know, God sends Jesus down to earth to live experiences Mm -hmm. so that he knows exactly kind of what humans are like. Um, that's, that's the point of Jesus coming down, you know, being part of God is so that God can know what it's like to live on earth, to have an actual feeling inside of him that I, I know what it is to be human now. And in this philosophy or religion... Everyone is God. They were all one being, and now they're right. all separated, and they're all Jesus Christ going down and living experiences. And when they die, one by one, they bring those experiences back to the whole, and so that eventually the whole will all know what it was like to be everything, to be able to be a cobbler, to be an urchin, to be a king, to be mm, rich, to be mm-hmm. poor, to be uh, female, to be male, to be loved, to be hated, all those experiences are yeah. all going to be sucked back into the one right. and into get to one. know all things. So it's almost like the one needed to, wants to be omnipotent, but the only way to do right. that is to separate itself into all these different beings and eventually mm-hmm. when they all come back, then they'll be omnipotent because they'll have experienced all of life, which is really right. friggin' cool. It's a really cool idea.
1: It's it's a really interesting idea. I, and as long as, I mean, and and he's living it, he's actually living it. My my only concern with this is in terms of your acceptance of the world in which you're presented. So those that are, those that have the the ring and those that don't. Right. Um, as long as your, at at the very least, as long as some of your experience, some of your time and effort Mm -hmm. is being put to changing that. Right. Because you, you 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 can't just simply accept suffering and say, oh well, you know it's your lot in life. So I mm. guess that's just the way of it. Like, right. He says something know, well, a little no, later that like kind we, of explains
0: we, this too. Right. He says well, he um, is
1: he is alleviating suffering simply by providing shoes. Right. Like, he he already is living changing. that truth. Yeah. He, he well he's living the he's experiencing the Urkin, but he's not happy that the urkin has no shoes. Right. Right. And so as, as long as that, and that appears to be a part of his perspective and as long as that's intact, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with He says with a it. little
0: later, Yim says a little later, wouldn't you, you wouldn't hit yourself in the face, would you? If I make your life better, I make my own better. Right. So like, I, I, I like that sentiment because you're like, if right. all these people all believe this, then... The, the people who were in fortunate circumstances would help the ones who are in less fortunate circumstances because they truly believe that they're all one person to begin with. Right. So why wouldn't you help yourself? You know what I mean? You'd help yourself. You wouldn't hit yourself in the face. Right. So why would you hit yeah. an urchin in the face? Because that urchin is the same as you. You're the same person. Right. I just really like the, the, the thought experiment that it is. It's just a really cool.
1: Yeah. It's it, well, even the boy says after he says that. So, I mean, there, there is, there is an exchange here. Yim says, yeah. your life must be unpleasant. And he says, unpleasant. All right. Downright awful, but it will get better. Young one. I promise. Yeah. I thought the boy says, I thought you, that you were going to tell me that life is awful, but it all don't matter in the end. Cause we're going to the same place. Right. And he says, and he says, well, that's true, but that isn't very comforting now, is it? And the kid says, nope. Yeah. And he says, try not to walk on that wounded foot too much if you can
4: help mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
1: And then and then he says, um, if we're all just living the the same if we're all just the same person trying out different lives, the boy says, you don't need to give away shoes because it don't matter. And then he, and then he says that line. Yeah. You wouldn't hit yourself in the face.
0: If I make you? your life better, I make my own life better because we're the same my person. Own better. I really love that. And then
1: he I know it's cool. And then he said, the boy, the boy's response to this is funny. He says, that, that's crazy talk. I just think you're a nice person.
0: Yeah. And that could be, it yeah. could be that simple.
1: It could be that right? simple too. Well, of course, see, that's, that's the whole thing of this thing. Um, and Yim says, thank you for your help. And then, and then uh, he didn't know why
0: he. And, uh, and could, Yim truly means that. Thank you he, for your help. Because he, yeah. like he helped the kid. But he also helped himself right. by doing it, right? He's bettering himself, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really cool.
1: It is cool. Then the spren whispers to him, "He's still, there. he's still here."
0: This is, um, this is and super Yim looks creepy. Yim up
1: toward the doorway out into this night street. The urkin was there. Something rustled behind Yim. He jumped, spinning around. Had he heard perhaps a rat? So why was the door? Sorry,
0: go ahead. Just so earlier in the interlude, when he says he comes, he wasn't right. talking about the, no, the, he the wasn't urchin. talking
1: about, right. He I was know.
0: talking about this figure. So, I know. Cause even, so even cool. earlier when he says he comes, where is it here? Um, he said, uh, Yim thinks, uh, something moved out in the street. Was it that one, that watcher in the military coat? So he's had experiences right. before. And now the, 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 the Sprint's like, he's still here. It's super creepy that this, this person has been there the entire time watching this exchange with this young boy. This exchange. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so he jumped spinning. The, the workplace was a place of dark corners and cubbies. Had he perhaps heard a rat? Why was the door into the back room where Yim slept open? He usually left that closed. A shadow moved in the blackness back there. Yeah. If you've come for the spheres, Yim said, trembling. I have only five. I have only the five chips here. More rustling. The shadow separated itself from the darkness, resolving into a man with dark, makabaki skin, all save for a pale crescent on his cheek. He wore black and silver, a uniform, but not one from any military that Yim recognized. Thick gloves with stiff cuffs at the back.
0: Okay, so stop here for a second. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read you a yeah. description from earlier in the book, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Where is it?
3: It's here.
0: So this is from Jasna's, um prelude at the very beginning of Words of Radiance. Mm-hmm. Words echoed in the hallway coming up from ahead. I'm worried about Ash... You're worried about everything. Yasna hesitated in the hallway. She's getting worse, the voice continued. We weren't supposed to get worse. Am I getting worse? I feel worse. Shut up. I don't like this. What we've done was wrong. That creature carries my lord's own blade. We shouldn't have let him keep it. He... The two passed through the intersection ahead of Yasna. They were ambassadors from the west, including the Asius man with the white birthmark on his cheek. Or was it a scar? The shorter of the two men, he could have been Alethi, cut off when he noticed Yasna. He let out a squeak and hurried on his way. And then hurried on his way. The Asius man, the one dressed in black and silver, stopped Mm -hmm. and looked her up and down. He frowned. So this description is um, a dark Macabaki skin, all save for the pale crescent on his cheek. He wore black and silver. Yeah. So it's the same dude.
1: It's the same guy. Same guy. (laughs) That's really, really cool. It's very cool. The man says, I had to look very hard to discover your indiscretion. Yim stammers, just five chips. You have lived a clean life since your youth as a carouser, the man says. A young man of means who drank and partied away what his parents left him. That is not illegal, but murder, however, is. I didn't know. I didn't know it, it would kill her. Poison delivered, the man said, in the form of a bottle of wine. Yim says, they told me the vintage itself was the sign, that she'd know the message was from them, and that it meant she would need to pay. I was desperate for money. To eat, you see. Those on the street are not kind.
0: See? See, he's saying right here, right. he was an right. urchin too. He was a street person too at some point.
1: This man in the silver and black, this man is saying, you were an accomplice to
5: murder. I didn't know, Yim was pleading. You are guilty nonetheless. And a weapon formed from mist and fell into his hand. A shard blade? What kind of constable of the law was this? Yim stared at the wondrous silvery blade.
2: Mm -hmm.
5: And then he ran. This so is, good. um, this is so good. This, I like, I mean,
1: the, again, you spend the chapter getting to know this cobbler who's right. so kind, mm-hmm. he's got this religious perspective that's yep. really interesting, you and know, he, al- alleviating suffering, you know, cleaning the foot, tr- you know, trimming it, putting on antiseptic, healing him. He's absorbing stormlight. Like, I mean, Yim is a really interesting character. Yeah. And then you find out, oh, accused yeah. of murder.
3: Wow, right. Like, but he's, just, he's, uh, so clearly he clearly so he
0: seems—he clearly seems to have been kind of roped into something when he was younger, not realizing what mm, he was doing. Right, so it's not completely his doing. fault. But the thing that no. I really like here is that we—we've literally discovered a new power. We've never seen anybody be able to heal someone with Stormlight. You can right. heal yourself when you have Stormlight in, but you have never been able to mm. heal anybody else. You know, Yasna, Shalon, um, Kaladin, all the people, uh, Zeth, all the people that can do this thing with Stormlight have not been able to do this thing. This is a brand new right. power in the structure right. of what can be done. Right. And, and he's going to be gone like that. Right. An introduction, so awesome, and then taken away from us so quickly.
1: So Yim, Yim is actually, so he's confronted by this, by this blade as it swings for him. He ducks out of the way. Yim scrambled out into the dark street and charged away shouting, mm-hmm. but nobody heard, nobody helped. Yeah. Nobody was, nobody was coming. Yim says, um, so it says Yim was an old man now, but by the time he reached the first cross street, he was gasping for air. He stopped beside the old barber shop, dark inside, door locked. The little spren moved along with him, a shimmering light that sprayed outward in a circle. Beautiful. I guess Yim said, panting, It is my time. May one find this memory pleasing. Right? Footsteps slapped on the street behind him, getting closer. No, the spren whispered. Light! Yim dug in his pocket and pulled out a sphere. Could he use it somehow, to? The constable's shoulder slammed Yim against the wall of the barbershop yim groaned dropping the sphere the man in silver spun him around he looked like a a shade in the night a silhouette against the black sky Mm -hmm. it was 40 years ago yim whispered justice does not expire
0: what a good line oh man
1: the man shoved the shard blade through yim's chest experience ended
0: how cool is that dude how cool is that? It was 40 well, years ago when he did the thing and he's like, justice does not expire. Expire. So cool. That's like a judge dreadline or something. It's so cool. <laughs> I actually I have almost... in my notes, so cool. And like really big so caps. Cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, you have been terminated. Yeah. Eyes um, to see you. It's yeah. Eyes to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, you will, I come in peace, but you will go in Beaseless. more than one piece. <laughs>
0: um so what do you think of this
1: experience ended well i mean i'm pretty i'm sad to see him go i mean he's he's a healer he's got an interesting perspective but uh but this justice i mean you know
5: justice also has a duty too though i'll say and that is you know it it really needs to make
1: it needs to it can't just be Justice for justice' sake, mm-hmm. it has to be justice that actually makes the
5: living world a better place. Yeah, and by removing this man from it, at least from what I know of him,
1: I don't think it makes the world a better place. No, having him in it, you know, washing feet, clipping irkin toenails, you know, giving manny petties uh, and healing people and giving them shoes. That is,
5: um, alleviating suffering. The justice done in this case is removing, uh,
1: that, uh, good from the world. Justice be done for justice sake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. it, it I mean, justice doesn't expire. That's a really cool line. And, but when, when you, when you're thinking about it more, it, it kind of gets to the whole, well, you know justice needs to justice has a responsibility to itself, I think right um, and uh, it's not quite so let's say not quite so black and silver
0: It feels weird because this this character, this um, black and silver man he mm-hmm. um, he was in the room the entire time watching him
1: looking at it happen,
0: be helpful and be kind to this poor kid and still felt like something he had gotten himself mixed up in by accident four years earlier, still deserved to be killed. So this guy is like, um, thought of justice is very linear. Like it's only, it's my way or the highway kind of thing. Right. Whoever this, whoever this dude is like.
1: It's an intolerant, um, form of justice and well and it sort of it really brings to question you know the all the debates about about uh, um, you know incarceration and uh, rehabilitation right when it comes to criminal acts I mean it sounds like with this with this Yim character his criminal act although it led to murder like it doesn't seem that Yim was
0: responsible
1: yeah or you know it, it seems it seemed very accessory. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's details about it that we, that we don't get. From we that,
0: we from still that don't. Chapter,
1: yeah. Right? We
0: still don't know so, exactly all the, all the details. But, but it's,
1: but, it's fascinating that there's characters out there. Yeah. You know, that, doing that are stuff. willing to, to do that. Yeah. To meet out justice like that. Like you've done something in your past, it's not going to be forgotten.
3: Right. So what's your right? highlight?
1: And the, well, I don't know.
5: I think, I think my highlight is, um, is, uh, his willingness to, um, I think the
1: washing of the feet for me was a, was a nice, um, That's cool. and a nice. Uh, yeah. See,
0: I knew you'd like pedic- pedicures. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, i I can, I can get behind, I've never had one, but I can, but I can get behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I suppose for me, I mean that, I mean, his religious perspective is, is interesting, um, but I think, I think that, and also the man, you know, the man in the room, like right. that's, that's. That's super really, creepy. It's, it's super it's cool. It's creepy, but it's, yeah. but it's a cool highlight. Right? Yeah. My, my, my highlight is the, the that fact that it's line.
0: tied to the prologue that we have the same yes, man, right? the same yeah. mysterious man show up now in an mm-hmm. interlude. We're going to have to keep our eyes open this rest of the book to see if he shows up again, because, um, I mean. T- once... Hang
1: on. Okay. What? Well, I was just thinking like with his involvement with Yasna.
0: Seven was years ago.
1: Attack, right. Was the attack on Yasna a similar meeting out of justice? Well, it
0: wasn't, it wasn't an attack on Yasna. She it, just happened to. Right, I know. She I just know, happened, happened, happened to, to see them in the, the hallway or she happened to see them in the hallway. And then no, they. But I mean,
1: I mean, I mean, when, when yasna was killed.
0: Oh. Hmm.
1: That's. Is there any, is there any connection between the silver and black
0: and we that didn't, event? Shallan did not describe anyone fitting no. that description on the boat. No. But no. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So mm. she did say anyway, in the prologue that she would have to do a little bit more research on these two, these two mm-hmm. that she runs into the hallway. She'll have to do a little mm-hmm. more research on them and find out who they were, but we don't right. get more than that. So, right. yeah, it's really cool. Two, Such a two really
1: amazing chapters. Yeah. Like honestly, words of radiance. Yeah.
0: And the, wow. and, and the, ris- uh, the, the, um, the interludes are not even done yet. We still get two more interludes here know, before we I get know, back I to know, the main know, story.
1: Well, I, and I, and I'll, I think I'll say this for the first time. I really didn't understand when others in the chat and other fans of the, of the novel series, when they had said, you know, things like, oh, well, you know, words of radiance that that's, that's my favorite. Right. Or if they said, you know, oh, um, you know, rhythm of war was, was my favorite. Right. You know, and I'm like, well, you can't, how can it possibly be? How can you outdo Way of Kings? Really? Is it possible? And so far. With this novel, it's well on the way.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's a great so novel, I'm, man. I'm it's amazed. so good. It's, yeah,
1: it's so good. You know what? You know so, what else is
0: so good? The info dump.
1: Mm, an info.
0: I always have these really cool segues to get there. I I think my highlight of every episode is my segue from our conversation into the info dump. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's do it. Let's yeah. do the info dump. So the info, uh, info
0: dump, dump um, is. Um, Shard plate is wonderfully ventilated, um, uh, Shani says, but it still grew very stuffy when you used it for a long time. So Mm. if you were in it for a while, it was nice to take it off, but it is surprisingly ventilated.
1: Well, good, because that'd be... You might have a problem there. Yeah,
0: pretty weird. Um, you, you, you
1: might you might need to have a bath.
0: So we learned that uh, um, Parshendi are actually named listeners, and at one point yeah. in the uh, uh, in the interlude, she refers to the genders of um, uh, of listeners as maleen and femaleen, with an extra Female. n at the yeah. end. Yeah, which is kind yeah, of interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's neat. Um we do get anger spren again here um like lightning <laughs> dancing turning stone yes. red um i found that yeah. really kind of cool um it is cool we um i don't really personally don't really remember if anger spren had ever been uh, described before. I'm sure it did in the Way of Kings. In Way um, of Kings? I'm yeah. sure it did. I, I can't but I, I just wanted to point this out because it's like lightning and uh, red. There's like, definitely like a redness going on here, like you, you've mentioned before. So yeah, I just thought and, it was really cool. And also,
1: cool. lightning, anger spread, being akin to the high storm, like lightning being a component of that too. So, Right. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Um, listeners make paper from dried rock bud pulp. And it requires very precious time and resources to make, which is mm-hmm. why the artists were not using it. They were using it shells on
1: grit on shells, Right. Yeah. But
0: Venley and Demid were allowed to use it for their research because their research is way more important than um, right. a dude fucking up um, a, 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 <laughs> a vase and flowers or a, a fruit bowl or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lastly, I have Ridge Bark. We kind of mentioned already. uh, Urchins use it and they chew on it to stay alert and to stay awake. Sounds like, um, like a medicinal, um, drug that they use on the street to, um, to be able to not fall asleep in like bad circumstances. It's, it sounds kind of creepy actually to have to chew it. Mm -hmm. Um, I could see, um. It's probably
1: to avoid, to avoid danger on the streets. Right. You're staying awake longer. So you're.
0: Yep. You're able you know. to you're able to do all your urchiny things. So, um, yeah, that's <laughs> all, all I have for the uh, the the, um, the info dump. I feel like there should have been more, but we covered a lot yeah. of it in the epi- episode. Yeah, so. I think
1: we did. And uh, but what a great two! What a great two! Inter- I'm really looking forward to finishing the interludes. Yeah,
0: the next two are uh, fantastic as well. The next one, I three, really? mm-hmm. is quite long. Um, is but it? the, okay. but I four yeah. is quite short, so it'll be, okay. um, it'll be a nice little, like, uh, ending to the interludes here.
1: Oh, it's risen.
0: Yeah. You remember risen, right? Oh, yeah, I do. With her Bapsk. Yeah. Her bask told her to uh, you have to hold on to this grass and and learn to take care of it and then you'll yeah. know more about how to take care of your the people that you're you're uh, trading with. This Very whole cool. Thalen merchant merchant thing is really cool. It's yeah. a really cool side yeah. story in this whole series. So I'm I'm mm. excited for this next uh Looking forward to this it. next uh, uh, episode. Um, if you are excited for all of our episodes and you want to be a part of everything, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of and support the show. There are many different tiers and many different things you can do. You can get um, early access to uh, the shows. You can get to um, check out Jack and I's uh, um, weekend show called Ugly Mugs, where we talk about the week that was and uh, we answer questions from people on Discord. You can get access to the Discord, which is another really cool uh, benefit of joining up on the uh, uh, on the Patreon page. And then as you go up in tiers, you get bonus uh, material, which Jack and I will have to probably record a bonus episode probably soon. I'd like to do one maybe on uh, on um, Dream Casting of. Uh, characters in like a uh, like a movie or a TV show. Um, but uh, if you want to support the show indirectly, please, please tell everyone that you love the show. And even if you don't love the show, just fucking lie to people and be like, "I love this fucking show." Just <laughs> tell everyone, you know, just be liars for us. Trust just me, the, the guy in black and the, the black and silver man will not come just. and hunt you down for a little lie about saying that you love this show. Um, <laughs> if, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so uh, through email at heroes of a at gmail.com. You can always uh, look us up on Twitter at Twitter uh, at uh, Heroes. Of one and the best way to always uh, reach out is on instagram at the storm pod um jack it has been a pleasure again to do this with mm-hmm. you i can't wait to you continue bet. doing more um this is an early morning pod but we got through it and i am so excited to go eat breakfast right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go do that yeah
0: we should anyways everyone we love you very much thank you very much for listening until next time
1: take care everybody
0: The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Ekathra.